inside game just yesterday It's made all that I learned The emptiness of life examined Hello out there, welcome to another episode of Things I Learned While Learning Other Things. This is an attempt by me, Joe Morahan, and my brother, J.S., to provide you with a series of interesting, informative, educational, and we hope enjoyable stories that will help you navigate those high seas of life. Welcome to our 136th podcast, Bioblast number three, that we've subtitled travels with Eddie and we're taking up the story of my travels with Eddie Van Halen well my 11-hour trip with Eddie Van Halen you remember John Steinbeck near the end of his career wrote travels with Charlie and it turned out to be all nonsense he didn't actually do those things with his dog but I did live this experience with Eddie Van Halen on a first-class flight on United from Tokyo to San Francisco and I pick up the story where suddenly Eddie has just sat up from underneath the blankets that cover him and he screeched from within those blankets Beneath those covers, the words, I am dying, I am dying, I am dying. Now, Eddie Van Halen wasn't actually dying, not even close, though the flight attendants may have wanted to kill him, I'll grant him that much. That Van Halen management guy that was sitting next to me, he did what he could to restore both peace to the plane and assure fellow passengers that all would be well that eddie wasn't dying he had just had a very bad dream are you shitting me a grown man with nightmares screaming on a united airlines flight now a war vet suffering from ptsd well that's one thing in a musician, this is unacceptable. No way. And the, the manager, he knelt on the floor next to Eddie, stroking his blanket under which our guitar hero, Eddie Van Halen, was enshrouded, talking to him the way I used to talk to my three-year-old son, whom had had a bad dream. And, and Eddie continued to wail and whine and cry out. And I can assure you, all this did nothing, did nothing to increase a single passenger on board's desire to run out and buy the latest Van Halen album. Though I will admit, um, we were unlikely to be the band's target audience, that's for sure. And, and intermittently throughout the flight, Alex Van Halen re-engaged with his invisible but bitter enemies with whom he exchanged menacing taunts and threats and quite <laughs> intimidating and daunting ultimatums. I, 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 I got to tell you, in all my international flights, of which I've had many over 50 years, none has ever gone by as quickly as that memorable 11-hour Tokyo-San Francisco run. And, I'm, and I mean that. Now, while 
Eddie and Alex's odd behavior may have infuriated the flight attendants, caused near heart failure in their manager, and irritated fellow first-class travelers. I find these kind of you know wacky moments, the wackiness of people, totally interesting and just a cause for amusement. And it, it can be amazingly interesting. It was disturbing only in the scenario that the two of them might get physical with flight attendants and crew. And, and violence on an airplane is never something you want to see. And all this was definitely strange behavior indeed. Uh, you know, and as things would have it, this turned out to be rather tame behavior for the Van Halen brothers, Eddie and Alex. And I, I introduce as evidence the now mythical, near legendary birthday party that Alex once had at a local Benihana's. You know, birthday parties, I must say, for adults are just always seem weird to me. Nevertheless, already roaring drunk upon entering the Benihana's establishment, Alex decided on the occasion of his birthday feast. The festivities called for something very special. And why the hell not? You're a Van Halen. And it was, it was Alex's birthday after all. And he was going to give his guests something memorable. Something they'd never, ever forget. And believe me, he came through. And remember, this was, this was a Van Halen. And they did not disappoint. They knew how to perform in front of crowds. Now, avoiding the customary knife-twirling chef, chefs. So famous a tradition at Benihana's, Alex soon mounted the grill top amidst all those um, broiling teppanyaki favorites, you know, hibachi steak, chicken strips, shrimp, and sushi, and sashimi in, in preparation, various stages. And Alex now toe-tapped hip-hop his way atop that steaming grill to the dismay of, of now-angered fellow Benihana patrons whose dinner Alex was now trotting all over, you know, a la um, Frank Zappa's Dancing Fool. This was not cool, and it was evidence it was not seen as being cool, but Alex wasn't having it. No, Convinced he needed to put on a show worthy of a rock star, Alex Van Halen ratcheted up things just a notch. He ripped off his shirt and while atop that grill and complete with war whoops and stomping, he now went total Rambo. He dropped trow to his ankles and soldiered on. Unfortunately, Unfortunately, though, you know, and understandable in hindsight, it's it's very difficult to to dance on a greasy vegetable oiled steel plated grill top that's been heated to 450 degrees at its center, especially if the attempt is made while one's pants are around one's ankles, you know. Given the pants around the ankles, in my estimation, this is my estimation, it would take the skills of an incredible athlete or perhaps more likely a circus performer to pull off this stunt of dancing on a broiling oiled grill top. And, and even then, such coordinated performers 
um, used to putting on a show in front of audiences would never attempt this insane stunt while light years beyond legal intoxication levels. No, we're talking bin drinking levels of inebriation. Try that at Cirque du Soleil and you're fired. But given that Alex had a penchant for passing out and falling off his drum stool on stage in the middle of, of live Van Halen concerts, it wouldn't require world-class powers of imagination, a la those like Disney Imagineers, <laughs> on the part of those present at Benny Hanna's who are now witnessing Alex Van Halen's impromptu. No. To, to, to conclude that things were not going to end well for Alex Van Halen that night didn't require a lot of imagination. And, and, and they just weren't going to. You know, like um, Red, um, Red to Barnes in Oliver Stone's Platoon. I've got a bad feeling about this one, Barnes. I got a bad feeling. You know what I mean? To which Barnes responded, we all got to die sometimes, Red. You know, one can see how it might be easy to imagine, easy to imagine that Alex falling off that oiled, slippery grill trap and breaking his neck, you know, you know, making him at least a nominee, if not an absolute outright winner of that year's Darwin Award. You can see how they think that might happen, but no. No, that's not what happened that night. In, in another illustration of the vast uncertainty that is human experience and the principle that anything that could happen will happen, imagine a couple, you know, or even a few friends who only a few hours previously had decided, hey, let's go to Benihana's. The food is good. It'll be fun. They, <laughs> they would have had no possible way no possible way of knowing what they were about to witness that night. No way. So, again, with pants around his ankles, Alex Van Halen, atop that grill, tripped himself and landed on the broiling grill top on his back. At 450 degrees, the sizzle was heard. It was, it, it was instantaneous. The screams of pain emitted by Alex Van Halen, I mean, nerve pathways from a sizzling spinal cord to brain were somewhat retarded. We're, I mean, we're talking a diminishment of the signal by only, only microseconds here, but still, you know, do all that alcohol. But they were nearly concurrent with Alex's cooking, bare-chested, Naked from the waist down, except for those pants around his ankles, his tenderloins exposed, if you get my point. And unable to get himself off that burning grill top, Alex flopped onto his stomach. More sizzling sounds, more screams, the smell of meat being cooked as Alex wiggled and floundered about that grill. Benihana's chefs hadn't prepared or hadn't been trained for this kind of outrage. They've been taught the art of knife twirling and all that stuff, but not humans flopping about their grills at 450 degrees. Scream, sizzle, scream, sizzle, scream, flip over again. All, 
All those Van Halen screams make it all the more more remarkable if if you believe in these sort of things, which which I do not, by the way. You know, the legend of the martyrdom of St. Lawrence, which alleges, I mean, okay, it alleges that while he was being slow roasted over a fire pit, he allegedly yelled out in defiance to his his persecutor, Turn me over. I'm done on this side. Well, let, let, what, oh, sure he did. But at, let's say this, though, as well. Alex Van Halen was certainly no St. Lawrence. He was, Alex Van Halen, a human strip steak, a piece of bacon in the process of being grilled right in front of horrified Benihana customers. Oh, my God. Now they began screaming, too. And who might blame them? They'd gone to a Benny Hanna's for dinner, and then, then this was going on before the main course even. My God, Alex Van Halen was being cooked right in front of them. Truly, truly, this kind of freaky occurrence happens. I mean, it happens far less than even those much, much, much feared alien abductions. A scene like this hadn't been witnessed, and you know, maybe it was last witnessed by Russians when Stalin's hero Ivan the Terrible had people in the city of Novgorod tied up and grilled alive over massive fires in special made jumbo frying pans. That's the last time such a thing had happened. And that was in 1570, for God's sakes. Alex Van Halen was finally rescued by by stunned staff and patrons and pulled off the grill top. Serious burns covered much of his body and he was rushed to, to the hospital for treatment. A, a birthday party not to be forgotten, that is for sure. And whether you've been an invited guest of Van Halen or not, you know, experienced ER personnel, I mean, they are ready and they are trained for just about anything. But even for them, this was a first. And this kind of craziness followed the Van Halen brothers, the Van Halen boys, wherever they went. It was kind of like, um, Tom Hanks in Forrest Gump, where he says, shit happens. Well, yeah. And that is where you know, we will return to the Van Halens in our next Bioblast. And I hope you'll pay attention because these guys are interesting, if nothing more. Have a good day and thanks for listening. Bye-bye. As I get older, picture grows clear Too many whiskeys, women and beer Nights have proved trouble, but mornings are worse Nothing I've done has ever quenched my thirst I'm all alone, just in my room The curtains are closed, overcome by the gloom Times like these, I just have to admit I mean nothing to myself, not one little bit So come on, sweet lady Walks over my way
darling today Tomorrow'll be different I'll meet a woman who means I changed the man I became in my teens No more whiskeys Women or beer I'll get a job, I'll kick it in gear I squandered my life, wasted my time All I ever needed was a partner in crime I'll be there for her, you just wait and see I'll be the man I've always wanted to be So come on, sweet ladies Waltz over my way I'm a new man Starting today One more beer Road time say I'll be a new man when tomorrow I wake. So let's just enjoy that last sip of beer. I'll be unrecognizable by the end of the year. Time has grown short. Years have rolled by Opportunity wasted And I just don't know why Today I woke And all I can say Is I've paid the price For living this way So come on, sweet lady Waltz over my way I'm a new man Starting today